Sound Advice. All right, guys, welcome to Sound Advice, episode four. This is Kirsten, and today we're going to talk about health, mental health, overall health, all that kind of stuff. Wait, what about us? <laughs> yeah, we're here. <laughs> Introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Kelsey. And it's your boy, Marcus. And we're back. Yeah, we're back, as usual. Kirsten trying to do the, the episode by herself. <laughs> Solo. I could do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, mental health. Kirsten, since you want to take the reins so much, what you got to say? <laughs> all right, so first topic, we're going to start with a new little segment called Taboo Talks. And we're going to introduce, you know, topics that obviously kind of taboo to talk about. So mental health is our first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of we're going to start with mental health just in general, you know, for anyone. Um, so mental health. How do you tell? go about telling your parents, your friends? Have you encountered it? Have you had friends that encountered it? What have you done? Stuff like that. For me, I feel like in general, I'm a very nervous person. So I almost want to say anxiety, but I don't think it's on like the level that some people experience anxiety. Although sometimes it can totally ramp up. But Yeah, I think a lot of people, that's interesting to say because a lot of people say they have anxiety. And I feel like it kind of, I'm not saying you don't have tendencies or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it kind of cheapens, I guess, the, right. the word. Definitely. Um, if you're not diagnosed, you know. Like, you can tell when you have it, or an anxiety mm-hmm. attack, you can definitely tell that, but I think the overuse of it is pretty prevalent today. True. But I also feel like a lot of people do experience stuff, at least along the spectrum, and maybe you shouldn't, like, self-diagnose, but definitely look into it. But yeah, in terms of that, I think it also, this is kind of stems off the same idea, I guess, uh, like, seasonal depression? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one time of the year that really, like, it hits me. Like, I just get, like, very sad during, like, the holiday time period, I guess, like, October to like December I'm just like dead <laughs> no I I have the same way um I, I think Christmas is really fun but I think right after mm-hmm. it right after my birthday I'm like wow no yeah starting a new semester which is supposed to be fun and stuff I think it's like overwhelming um so I definitely get that and I think that's why it's interesting because you uh, most people associate summer with fun and mm-hmm. relaxation and happiness and winter with not so I think it's a really common thing yeah, I feel like seasons, um, they do have influence on our emotions, which is, I mean, interesting to say the least. And in regards to anxiety, um, I read in my psychology book just a couple days ago, actually, like there's two different kinds of anxiety, at least. There's state anxiety and there's trait anxiety. So trait anxiety is anxiety that you pretty much have you know, from birth as if it's a real mental health mm-hmm. issue, right? And then state anxiety is just anxiety that you'll get in situational uh moments you know so for example if you were to uh be worrying about a test that you're about to take you would get state anxiety because you're trying to make sure you do well and you've got all this uh stuff that you're worrying about right while then trait anxiety like you'll be worried about the test but you're just worried in general you know Mm -hmm. so i mean i guess that would be the difference like i know i have state anxiety sometimes you know when things come up but in general i'm not too anxious and a lot of people, like you said, the test anxiety is what a lot of people call it. But um, I've experienced a lot of people that have that, and especially in college, how detrimental that could be to you, um, to the point where you you mess yourself up just by, you know, going to the test and you just freak out and you you know everything, but you can't apply it. So a lot of people do get help for that, and they're able to get more time um, outside of class to do the test or something like that. So if you ever feel stuff like that, I don't think you should be afraid to ask because that is a, a, a common thing. Yeah, I feel like in general, like if you think there's something like wrong with you or you're feeling some type of way that like you want to fix. <laughs> feeling some type of way. <laughs> feeling some type of way. <laughs> um, Got him. I think you should kind of, maybe not seek help, but like 
talk to somebody like you know there's parents friends even teachers or like anybody like I don't know people will be willing to sit down and talk to you and your feelings are valid I think no matter what like they can be like irrational but they are valid and I think it's important to address them and try to change them for the better I mean yeah I mean you can't control how you feel right I mean if you feel a certain way you can't say oh I don't feel this way I mean that's how you feel so you just got to let that happen and then I guess talk to somebody about it I mean, which was what we were trying to talk about, right? Telling parents or friends. Like, would yeah. you guys, uh, do you guys tell your parents or your friends, like, when you're feeling certain types of ways? Um, see, for me, not to, I know last episode I kind of dragged on my family a little bit, or I guess two episodes ago. But um, I think mental health is kind of a weird issue in my family. And I feel like it's, like, most families like that. Like, they try to kind of cover it up and be like, oh, we're all happy and healthy here. And if, like, something's wrong with somebody, it's like, oh, they're the weird one. And I don't think... I feel like that, like, isolates the person, and it's not good, and it's not a healthy dynamic. So, I mean, talking to your family can be hard sometimes because they can be like that. But, again, you should, like, look out to people who are accepting and who will talk about it, like your friends. Like, for, in my p- experience, like, friends are always there for me, and they're very supportive, and I appreciate that. So if you have that support in your life, that's good. Yeah, I think the family thing, the image, a lot of people with their family have this huge image that they're trying to uphold mm-hmm. constantly, not just on social media, but in general, like, oh, we all are are um, happy, successful. Here's what everyone's doing. So if you're kind of not on the same level or falling behind and it starts, that could even make you feel kind of depressed or anxious because mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you're not caught up with everyone else in your family. So yeah, I think um, a lot of people can't talk to their family about it and I don't think you should... Be, you, I mean, it's upsetting, but you should also realize, like Kelsey said, there's other people that I'm sure you're, you're able to talk to. And you, you kind of have to realize that, especially um, in certain environments, a lot of people are feeling the same way, like new environments, um, school, where there's a lot of people your age and experiencing new and different things. It can happen to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that, um, you know, a lot of people have problems trying to talk to their parents about stuff um, because... There was a time when my dad, well, not a time. I mean, that, my dad always used to talk to me and uh, be asking me how I'm doing and stuff. And that would be that would be really annoying for me sometimes. But uh, looking back on that, I mean, it just, just made me more comfortable to be able to talk to him about anything. So I really appreciated that, looking back. Just like, you know, in the moment, I used to hate it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, talking to friends, like, friends are always looking out for you. So, and we're all just trying to make it together. It's really cool when you have, like, a dynamic with somebody who's, um, I guess, in the same stage of life as you are. Mm-hmm. So you both get to kind of, you know, hit the struggle bus together. Yeah, I think I like your point about your dad, you know, always asking. Because my mom is always just worrying about, not worrying, but making sure I'm okay and, you know, where I'm at, how I'm feeling, stuff like that. And I, I used to be the same way where I would, I, a lot of times when I'm upset, I push people away. Mm-hmm. So that would be something I would always do growing up. And I definitely look back and realize, like, I'm so lucky to have a parent that would care that much. Um, and I think when your if your other friends are kind of doing the same thing where they're asking you you it's you're probably going to rationally get upset because a lot of people have that response but I think after you feel that you have to realize that they're looking out what's best for you and maybe in the moment you might attack them or push back but you have to come back around and say like I'm sorry that I reacted that way like here's why this Mm -hmm. happened I think it's even like significant that we even called this segment taboo talks because it's about mental health and I don't think it should be a taboo talk. And I think it's like great your families like ask about your feelings and stuff because usually when people think of health, they think of like physical health. Like if you have a broken leg, like that's something they can see and be like, oh, okay, you can't like go to school today. But if you're like, man, I'm having really bad anxiety, like 
a lot of people don't tend to think of that as just as like destabilizing mm -hmm. and as bad. And I think it's important to kind of embrace it as something that is real and is valid. And I think there is a, on that point, there is a kind of a culture lately of young people being like, oh, you should always take mental health days, <laughs> always give yourself a break. Um, and I think you definitely have to find a balance between that and just living. You know, I, you know, I think it depends too what your situation is, obviously, but I think sometimes you just have to push yourself and obviously you can take, you know, a day break, but like if it gets in the way of your schooling or your work, or you may lose your job, I think if you don't look into professional help, you're going to kind of harm your future, honestly, you know, if you lose your job or something. So I, I honestly, um, this not, might not be for everyone, but maybe try and pinpoint what your biggest issue is if you do have repression or something. Obviously, a lot of times people just have it, like Marcus said, sometimes people are just born with it. Mm -hmm. But for some certain people, maybe giving presentations is what gives them most anxiety or a certain aspect of their life, maybe a friendship that they don't really fit into anymore is kind of always on their mind or always on your mind. So I think maybe trying to pinpoint some of these problems and working on them or getting rid of them is really helpful. Uh, see, for with me, I think, again, like, it's kind of tough love to be like, hey, you should go out and do what, like, makes you nervous. But I do think it helps to at least practice those things. And obviously it gives you anxiety or whatever it makes you feel, and it's uncomfortable doing it. But I think it's important to even, like, push yourself. Like, I know for me personally, like, this is dumb, and I feel like a lot of people have this, but, like, fear of talking on the telephone. Like, for a lot of people that can be, like, a very harrowing task and for me it was and but then I got like a job where I had to talk to people on the phone and I got used to it so I think if you do practice the things that like make you nervous it can greatly reduce your anxiety yeah I had um public speaking class which most people are required to take and like other most people as well I really did not enjoy speaking in front of crowds um, I've gotten a lot better but at the same time I just I just really didn't want to do it you know it was something that I was dreading every time but I actually had a really good professor and throughout the class every I wasn't looking forward to giving speeches but I wasn't as nervous as I probably would have been if I had a different professor um, so I think it's important to if you have these people in your life that push you kind of to do these things but in a positive way um, they can really help you overcome things like he really did help me just realize like it's really not a big deal most people are focusing on themselves going up next or whatever and not really Obviously, they're listening, but they're not noticing little things. So if you find kind of crutches throughout your life that can help you with these problems, that'll be helpful. That's true. Well, you were talking about um, your professor in your public speaking class. So why don't we use that as a, uh, as a trampoline to kind of spring into the more specific topic of mental health in college, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's talk about what, how to handle uh, the, what mental health issues that you might have in college. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like trying to fit in stressing classes and whatnot mm -hmm. i think going back to what kirsten said even about social media like in this day and age like so many people will post and say like oh i'm having this great time and it's kind of like a lie about their life but when you're like seeing that as a viewer i think it can cause like fear of missing out or you know like i don't know just depression that you're not involved mm -hmm. or you're not doing what they're doing and FOMO? you kind of yeah fomo <laughs> you like kind of compare yourself to them and I think that's a huge thing in college. What is FOMO? Fear of missing out. Oh, I thought it was like fear of moving on or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> you didn't know that? You never heard that? Yeah, never heard it was, of it. It was like a quick phrase, though. No one uses it that much anymore. That's true. Huh. But still prevalent. 
No, I agree with that too. And I think it's kind of funny because a lot of people now you'll notice that they're like, oh, I'm spending Friday night alone watching Netflix. I don't, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. And it's like, I mean, that gets old after a while. So for me personally, um, I think it's funny when I see people trying to prove that they're having fun, even if they're not. Um, and it's almost kind of more sad because I feel like a lot of those people do want to go be having fun mm-hmm. with these other people, but you know, they weren't invited or they don't feel comfortable with themselves yet or something so um yeah if you can just avoid social media on like if you're that person that gets really lonely or feeling kind of jealous maybe try and avoid you know just going on social media and just doing your own thing so it doesn't bother you yeah social media is a very strange outlet because um especially on stuff like instagram facebook people will always be trying to i call it flex you know, you try to flex on a gram or you're flexing on the Facebook where you're just pretty much, you know, posting pictures of places you're going, things you're doing and, you know, just trying to look like you have a very vibrant, colorful, full life, you know, uh, make people want to say, hey, like, you know, this guy's doing something really cool. I want to be like him or want to be mm-hmm. like her, stuff like that, you know. And um, a lot of the time, I mean, it's all fake. I mean, a lot of the time now, of course, like people are still doing stuff with their life like that's real. Yeah. But I mean, some people will like go to for example like they'll go to like concerts or something or they'll go to events just so they can get a picture off and put it on facebook or something like that you know i mean and it is what it is but uh it definitely makes people feel a certain type of way if they're watching it and they you know they wish that they were in that situation so i mean if you want to get on social media like that and check that out i mean yo go do something with them or go do something on your own and do the same type of thing but don't actually flex i mean that's that's just uh that's weak I mean, I wouldn't say shame the people who do post pictures because, I mean, they are enjoying their lives. And I know for me, like, I am a person who, like, not gets lonely, but, like, feels like my life is, like, subpar. So when I am doing something, I'm like, oh, I should post about this and feel good about it because I'm out here doing stuff. But at the same time, I get the other side as well. Like, if you're watching people do something and you're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. But like Marcus said, like, if you want to be with them, just, like, hit them up. Be like, hey, let's hang out and see where that goes. I mean, seriously, like, if you're one of their friends... Chances are, like, if they go to, like, a concert, you know, I brought that up again, but, like, if you say, yo, I'm going to a concert, right, and then your friend's like, yo, I want to go, like, chances are you're going to be like, yeah, of course, like, come with me, like, it'll be fun, so why not? And I think, I get your point, Kelsey, where it's like, oh, I want to show that I am, you know, because I don't get this, you know, this is a special time, and Mm -hmm. I totally agree, but I also think, for those people, you know, this is very cliche, but just being, you know, you don't have to show every single moment of what you're doing um, with other people, Right. And I think it's bad if you get into a bad habit of being like, I'm posting this just for this specific person to see or, you know, I know this person's going to mm-hmm. look at it. Like, that's very easy to fall into. And a lot, you know, a lot of people yeah. do it. That's common. Um, but I think once you're friends with someone for a while, a lot of that kind of falls away and you're like, oh, I'll well, take a quick Snapchat, but let's go back to what we're doing. I think mm-hmm. that's really a nice thing to do, um, especially if it's not out of ill intent, you know, towards others. Yeah, when it's towards, like, ill intent, like you said, like, I think that's when it gets bad. Like, if you're trying to make somebody, like, jealous or something, then that's when it's, like, cross the line. You shouldn't do that. But I think if you're just, like, enjoying yourself and you're like, hey, I want a picture, like, I don't think it's terrible to post it. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I mean by flexing. Like, you know, you're just out there trying to make people feel, you know, jelly about you, you know? Um, And also, kind of on the same point, um, I know first few weeks of my freshman year, it was... It was really difficult for me, and I wasn't I wasn't really friends with that many people on social media through my college, but just seeing them going out and getting ready in their dorms or, you know, going out and you're, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you just see them around you, and I think that's really hard for a lot of freshmen or just people in college is a lot of times college towns are very much 
go 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 every every weekend go do something and you have to just you know if you're a person that likes alone time and I, I'm a person that loves alone time, but even my freshman semester, I was still was like, okay, I feel like I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. So be comfortable with how much time you spend. If you like spending a lot of time alone, you know, be com- still be comfortable in that. But also, it's a really great idea to try and branch out. Um, and you're not stuck in this bubble of like, oh, I like alone time. Like you can be, a, you can change yourself, and you can change mm-hmm. who you are, and how much time you like um, spending with people. And that's why I think the labels of like introvert and extrovert are kind of dangerous sometimes, um, because if you label yourself as an introvert and like you're, throughout your whole life, a lot of times you might say no to stuff just because you're like, oh, well, I don't know how I can, t- I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, they probably won't like me, blah, blah, blah. You have to realize you're changing every day and it's not really a permanent part of you. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes, again, like sometimes fear is irrational. And I think if you are like scared to do some things, like you should obviously try to push out of your like bubble and your limit and everything. But I don't know. I think sometimes it's very overwhelming. And that kind of leads onto this topic of like stress. Like obviously in college, there's lots of things that stress you out, not only like, like social situations, but like even just the workload and then also trying to balance your social life and balance like your home life and all these different things. And stress is not fun. Yeah. I, I'm impressed honestly I'm impressed with us and just everyone around us and how many things people are doing constantly Mm -hmm. like I feel like some people I know are doing something literally every hour of the day you know whether it be clubs meetings sports classes Mm -hmm. it's really it's kind of crazy and overwhelming um and I think you have to be careful if you look at someone and you're like wow they're doing all that I'm sure I can handle the same amount and you might sign up for something and you might be, okay, I really, first of all, this is kind of a waste of time for me. I don't enjoy it. And mm-hmm. second of all, I don't have time for other things. So make time for yourself. And if you don't enjoy an activity, don't feel bad that you're going to leave it. You know, it's unless you're, it depends the activity, but most of the time you can go ahead and leave something without a repercussion happening. Definitely. Like if you don't like something, then don't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's enough stuff to do on campus that you can find stuff that you want to do. So mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. There's options. And if you'd rather though, you know, take a break from classes and go home. That's totally fine too. Yeah. And again, like don't overwhelm yourself with so much stuff because like people will burn out. Like you will burn out if you try to tackle on everything. So I think that's important. Like just make sure you kind of do time managing. Yeah. But what about like the stresses of classes themselves? Like just classes, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, some of my classes can be really stressful and I mean, I don't take, you know, like physics three and calc four, you know, stuff right. like that. Like, so I mean, what would you guys say is a good way to manage stress with the classes that you're taking? Um, in terms of classes, like at least like homework, I would say like, just don't procrastinate, like do your homework, like when, but like way before it's due. And then by the time it is due, like just turn it in. And I know that's hard for a lot of people and it's easier said than done, but I mean, I don't know, just having the workload done and not even trying for like excellent grades. Like if you're the type of person who wants excellent grades, like go ahead. But I don't know. Sometimes in some particular classes, like putting forth an extra effort is not even worth it, to be honest. So, I mean, just do what you feel comfortable with. Um, say I'm a huge organizer and I, a large part of my time is spent just organizing for the future. So if you're on the same level, um, I would suggest obviously a planner or there's a system called bullet journaling out there where you just write down every single thing you're, you know, trying to do for that day. And I, I do it weekly. Um, and, Sometimes little things can be overwhelming, like, oh, I want to go to the gym today, 
but what if I, what if I don't make time? What if I forget? Write it down too. like write down every single thing. Oh, I have to make lunch for the next day. Um, that's obvious, but I want to write down to remember stuff like that. You know, if you are scared, you're going to forget about something or again, if it just feels like too much is piling on, just literally just make a list of every single thing you want to do that day. Um, and kind of realize what things really need to be done. What doesn't matter as much. And I think planning out assignments, you know, for essays, for example, like I'll plan out how many pages a day I want to write, which that might not work for everyone. But for me, it's like, okay, I wanted a goal to at least write two pages today. If I do more than that, it's fine, but I can't do less. And uh, just keep going like that. No, I like that. I mean, uh, it reminds me of what time management, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're trying to manage your time. I feel like that's a perfect way to segue into our next segment, which is juggling act, trying to manage health while we're still young, trying to find a balance of exercising and making time, you know, finding out uh, the health with sleeping and maybe doctor's visits. So let's talk about what? Uh, exercising, right? Making mm -hmm. time to exercise, still going to class, mm -hmm. and still keeping up your social and family time, right? Mm -hmm. True. Well, I think you can combine, you know, working out with also social, um, join a sports team, go work out with your roommate, go running with your friend. I think that's a really good combination of where you guys rely on each other to both go out there because, you, you know, you both have to do it. And then... You can talk to them and have fun, but also exercise at the same time. That's true. Kirsten plays on a soccer team and uh, with Marcus. Yo, yo. That's the United. The <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, exercising, I think if you don't have that kind of outlet, like if you're not very athletic and you're bad at sports, like Kelsey Mona, hey. Um, I don't know. I think you just have to like have little regimes that you do. Like even if it's just like walking, like walking is excellent. Like take the long way around to like class or something or, you know, just do whatever it takes like take the stairs <laughs> i love it, how you said that walking is excellent it is and i feel i feel like it's very underrated although everyone does it but it's like a good form of exercise i mean honestly the fact that we live on such you know if you live on a campus that's pretty big and you have to walk all day to classes that's a decent amount of exercise that a lot of people mm -hmm. sitting at desk all day don't get so i think take exactly. that to your advantage like she yeah. said walk the long way or something yeah. just to get in a few more steps and then if you don't have access to like a gym or something even just doing like workouts like if you look them up on like your computer and you like follow along or something or if you have your own weights or whatever i think that's also good to do too if you have the time to do it yo have you ever done that reminds me have you ever done um zumba do I have not? I want to so bad, but I have not. But there's a class at the Southwest gym. Oh, there for real? For free. Yeah. Oh, Every Wednesday, snap. Marcus, I, if you want to go. Sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, but, my sister, she tried to do it. and um, It's hard, I heard. Yeah, she said it was insane. And then there was another one. It's called uh, Insanity or something like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, my sister did that too. And she said that was truly insane. True. And uh, I kind of want to do it, but I also kind of don't want to hurt myself. So. <laughs> well, stuff like that too. Like I said, like you can go to the class with a friend or you can yeah. even probably make friends and classes like that if you're going to meet every week so i think that's a really cool way to exercise it's not mm -hmm. personally i do like running because you know just listen to music and run <laughs> yeah, i no. think you're the only one <laughs> nah a lot Five of people years, a lot of people like running but it's actually a lot of people run on the campus which i think is that's funny true i would not do that there's always joggers everywhere and it's impressive but literally for me it's just i t i sometimes i just get the urge like i doing homework and I'm like well, I'm sitting here for so long so I just um listen to music and like go running because I I'm too lazy to go all the way to the gym and for me it's like not that many people see me if I'm just running instead of going to the gym so that's kind of a benefit true but it's really nice because then it's just like a break from homework but also a really good way to take my mind off things and it's productive yeah yeah wait speaking of running I gotta I gotta shout this girl out I don't know what your name is I don't even know who you are but hey 
there's this girl, right? I knew her since freshman year. Well, I knew of her, right? Mm-hmm. She would be running. Every time I would come back from class, every time I would go to class, go to work, come back from work, I would see her running all the time around Jennings Hall. She okay? It was crazy. <laughs> Wait, I mean, in a circle? Yeah. yeah I you know what I'm talking the, about? I think I know too. Yeah, yeah. That girl, she was running every day, all day. I don't even think she went to class. I don't I think she actually went she to that school. For something? The fact that we both know what you're talking about. Yeah, though. yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, I shout you out. Respect for... Uh, <laughs> Blonde for girl. running so Drew. long like that's crazy i mean i give you mad props for that uh and i know you ain't listening but hey for, if, <laughs> on the is. off chance that you are you know who you are and uh i give you some brownie points she literally would run in a circle though she would run around the mm-hmm. building for hours oh yeah hours that's crazy hours. but like, see like that's not managing your time well like she probably has other <laughs> things to do and here she is running so like don't over exercise as well <laughs> unless you got a marathon to train i mean i thought that I the guess. girl was gonna pass out just because i mean I she was out there she's for also so very long. red i remember that oh yeah 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 exactly we, yeah we know who we're talking about it's the, so same person. They hydrated. it's the same person <laughs> oh yeah it's wild but anyway uh but i guess we could say is find what kind of exercise you like that's true so um i like biking a lot actually yeah biking is really good i mean here it's kind of some hills on campus yes. and stuff. No, hills are the best, man. You got to go down the hills. Nope. Marcus over here boards, so. Hey, longboarding is a lot of fun. If you can skateboard, definitely do that. I mean, walking is going to give you more exercise, yeah. in my opinion, just because, I mean, you know, half half the distance that you're going, I mean, you, you're not doing anything. You're just standing on the board. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I mean, it's fun. I mean, honestly, though, when I've longboarded, like, up hills and stuff, well, especially here, like I said, hills, like mm-hmm. that's a huge exercise point. And you have to remember people are driving and stuff, so it's it's not nothing. Yeah, you'll get to, you'll get some exercise out of it, especially if you do it for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, and you'll get messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like people, when they think of like physical health, they're like, oh yeah, exercise. But like there's also stuff like muscle toning and like, you know, even just like balance, like working on those skills. I think that's really cool. And I, something like boarding would definitely help with that. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, balance. Again, that works you out a lot is just trying to balance on the yeah, Just agility and stuff like that. Yeah, Being outside. True. Kelsey watching us, That's she had to walk to the stadium. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have to climb the bleachers to sit on them. What about weekends? Do you guys ever try and exercise on weekends or is it kind of your break time? I feel like for a lot of p- kids in college, it's like, you know, they don't exercise in the weekends. I don't know. I feel like I try to sometimes go out during the weekends and when i'm out i'm like this is exercise because i'm not in bed (laughs) 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 if we're being honest um so yeah i don't don't know like even if you're out having fun doing something like if you go to like a club not to bring up the club again on this podcast hit up the club club, like that's great okay for workouts like you sweat so much it's kind of (laughs) nasty um she's right though but it's great like just dance have fun like no seriously like go to the club and actually dance you feel me like don't go to the club you know just looking around. I mean, Who go doesn't? actually dance. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a workout. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, definitely do that. I mean, I go to the gym, so I try to go on Saturdays and Sundays because because mm-hmm. like those are the days that I have the most time since I'm not going to classes and whatnot. So I mean, I try to do that. I think um we didn't really mention this, but make time in your schedule. I think it's easy to be like, oh, I'll just do it whenever I have time, and then you'll never do it. Right. So again, maybe with the planning thing, write down at a specific time what time you want to work out. Obviously, holding yourself to that is a different story, but mm-hmm. just look at your schedule and see what di- days would be best for you to work out and kind of when and make sure, you know, if you work out late at night, you don't have early class the next morning and uh, just try and fit it in even like 30 minutes an hour. Yeah. Even like setting goals for the day, like not even a time, but like I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I want to walk 10,000 steps every mm-hmm. day and they'll just go and do that and they'll find the time for it and they'll like calculate it somehow. And I think even just doing that would be cool. 
um, and yeah, very it's helpful. on your iPhone actually. Yeah, there's like a step tracker. Well, God I feel bless like that's a mom thing though. <laughs> what? That's a mom thing. My boyfriend's mom's always like, I walked twenty thousand steps today. <laughs> True. No, I was watching, not watching. I was reading Roger Ebert's uh, autobiography, and he was like an old man, and he was like, I walk ten thousand steps a day. <laughs> and that's where I got that from. Actually, I was reading it last night. <laughs> hey, but whatever works smart. for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like he took pride in that. He did. I would too. All right, and then how about sleep? How do you guys sleep in college? You don't. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no, I think sleep is super important. And actually, I feel like I've actually gotten better about it, surprisingly. Like in high school, I slept like two hours a night, like three hours a night. It was really bad. And now I try to get like seven, eight hours, if more, if not more. There's a huge thing about, I feel like it's cool not to sleep. And especially in college, like, oh, I only slept two hours last night. Nope. It's like, you have to grow out of that when you get in college. Please grow out of that. Yo, you know what's funny is that I feel like uh, people will chastise you for stuff like that now. So, like, if you go up to somebody and you're just like, hey, I only got two hours of sleep last night, you know, they'd be like, hey, what's wrong with you, man? Right? Like, what's wrong with you? It's like, that's not okay. You're going to die. See, in my experience, people are like, well, oh, I got one and a half hours. Like, it's a weird competition thing. See, that was like high school to me. But I feel like once you're in college, like, everyone's kind of like the elderly and we're like, we need nah. our sleep. People are like, I stayed up. Really? I I feel like there's a lot of procrastinators and then they just do their homework all night. That's true. But I feel like they're always like complaining about it. They're like, man, I always got like two hours of sleep. Like it's not a cool thing. It's like, man, that sucks. I guess when I have, um, I had a coworker at Starbucks who was an architect major and he claimed he got like six hours of sleep a week and every day <laughs> wait, he wait, would, wait, what? not a even week? joking because architect, you have to go into the studio they all the time. Lot, yeah. You know, like you're literally there all night for a lot of the time, but he would drink like five shots in espresso a day and just talk about it. And it was very strange as if like he was this huge, uh, really hard worker, I think kind of associated with that, with not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I work harder. So, but that's, it's, you're going to burn out. Like Kelsey said before, you're going to burn out and yeah. you're not going to be as able to be as hard of a worker as you are now. If you keep, keep doing that. Yeah. Sleep deprivation like messes with your mind. Like you cannot function. Like you need sleep. So if you can get sleep, like push assignments aside or like go to sleep early and then wake up early and try to do whatever you need to do, like just find ways to sleep. Even napping, like napping's good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, if they have like a 1250 class, they'll be like, oh, I can wake up at noon and be fine, <laughs> which, you know, that's fine. You know, if that's how you are. But for me, if I wake up a few hours earlier and get some homework done, I feel so much better because I'm like, oh, I'll just go to class real quick and I can just finish up this homework because I started it already. So it's like kind of a motivational thing for me. Definitely. Yeah, gotta go to sleep on time. At, I mean, at least at least get the what seven, eight to nine, seven, nine. Yeah. I don't know, seven, seven to nine. Eight, nine. <laughs> yeah, well, I was six afraid of seven because seven got no sleep. True. So, that was lame. Whatever. They were grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sleep is important, so uh, you gotta get it. I mean, there's just what it is. I but, mean, sleep deprivation can cause death. So like, yo, okay. gotta get sleep. And I think people forget that their mood is vastly affected. Yes. By sleep. If you do not have enough sleep, you are going to be grouchy and people around you are going to notice, especially your job or something. So kind of doing yourself, but others a favor as well, if you get enough sleep. And again, like it relates back to overall health. Like, I don't know. It just affects how you process during the day. Like even like getting headaches. Like last night I got like a very bad sleep and today I've had like not a migraine, but like close to a migraine and I've just felt like grouchy. And if that happens, like over and over and over again like eventually something is going to go wrong in your body and you will not be okay might turn into the hulk <laughs> exactly and sleep 
Hulk sleeps. That's why he can do what he can. It's true. <laughs> yeah, he gets the good old eight hours sleep. <laughs> and I think, too, with the scheduling thing, like I said, of like 12.50, like a lot of people have classes at diff- random different times every day. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to wake up at different times every single day, that's probably going to have a big effect on how you can get to bed at night. Because if you stay up late one night and then try to go to bed early, you're not going to be able to do it. So just the sleep schedule and the idea of the sleep schedule, you know, on your iPhone has like a sleeping schedule thing you can even do, like sets an alarm to tell you when to go to bed and stuff. So you can try it out. Also, um, I do not recommend sleeping pills, but there are like certain natural substances that you can use to like put yourself to sleep. Like I personally take melatonin because I have trouble falling asleep at night. And if I pop like one, then I'm out. In, like, <laughs> I'm out in like 20 minutes. She's popping. And I just sleep really well through the night. But I know for some people like, that doesn't work out, and the next morning they wake up like really groggy. But you have to find what's good for you and what works for you. Man, that's wild. I feel so smart, man. I read about that in my psychology book just a couple of days ago, man. That melatonin, hey, it's great. See, it makes me really drowsy the next, like for the entire next day. Yeah. See, some people like that, but I'm a wimp. I like it. I All just right. uh, knock out. I'm, I'm just good like that. <laughs> you got nothing on your mind, Eva? Nah, man. <laughs> they say actually, you know, I mean, quick thing before we hit the next topic. I mean. Uh, but they say fantasizing about stuff uh, will actually make you go to sleep easier. Like, if you just, like, go into some, some fantasy world, think about random stuff that, like, has nothing to do with your actual life, uh, they say that helps you go to sleep. Is that not what you do? Because <laughs> that's yeah. what I do every night. <laughs> no, I think about stuff in my life that I'm, like, freaking out about. And sure. that's why I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'll stress about it for a little bit, but then I'm like, okay, I need to, like, get into a dream and I'll start thinking about that's stuff. That's so... <laughs> I no, it's crazy, but yeah, like, that's... They say that it actually helps. I mean, it helps me. Yeah. Or listen to podcasts. So if... You're listening to sound advice and trying to go to sleep. Shout out Good to you. Night. Yeah, just listen, listen to the soothing voices of uh, Kelsey, really Kirsten, yelling. yours truly. Hey, guys. All right, and uh, last kind of bit of uh, health. Well, no, this is not the last bit of health. This is a juggling act still. We've got doctor visits. Dun, dun, dun. How do you guys handle the time and effort to go to the doctor? Well, first off, have you guys actually been to the doctor since you guys have been Kelsey um, Bona. here on campus? Probably going to die soon. She refused to go to the doctor. I don't refuse to go to the doctor. I only go when it's serious. I'm actually planning on going this weekend because I got... She's been sick for three months. I haven't been sick for I'm three months. Kidding. What? <laughs> no, I, I... First of all, I think I have asthma, which is not good. And I feel like... I've definitely had bouts of vertigo that were really bad. So I got to check that out. Okay, that was a long time ago, too. And you didn't check it out. But, yeah. But I got to go. Yeah. I, I have a million things wrong with me. Yeah. So, that being said, like, this is a little bit hypocritical, but you should probably go to the doctor. Yeah, you should probably go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. But it, literally, like, I think it can help, and they can prescribe stuff and tell you what's wrong with you. See, I, I went to the infirmary once, but it was just because I hurt my leg in soccer. But um, it was okay. I'm not, I mean, obviously, you should really go to the infirmary, because usually it's cheaper and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was okay. It wasn't a great experience but it was a lot more convenient than actually having to go to the doctor i mean it is a doctor but off campus so if you're really feeling messed up you should go to your infirmary because most colleges have them yeah i remember i went to the uh, infirmary twice since i've been on campus uh first time i thought was like i thought i was gonna die because um i woke up coughing up blood right what yeah that was that was that was was pretty cool that was pretty cool uh but yeah, yeah, I was coughing up blood, so I went to the infirmary. I was like, "Yo, like, uh, am I okay? Like, do I have the no, plague or something?" Okay. And then they're like, "Yeah, you're fine. I mean, you just had a nosebleed, and it just Ew. like went into your throat <laughs> while you were sleeping." Goodbye. That's really bad. That yeah. could kill you. Time for me to leave. But uh, so I mean, that wasn't a big deal. It was it was cool. But uh, 
And then the second time was just because uh, I hurt my hand skateboarding. I hit this uh, hit this bike rack. Just didn't realize my hand was in the way, so I just mm. slapped it while I was skating by. It just hurt. So they helped me out. But yeah, definitely go to the doctor when you when you need to. Yeah. Oh, and like just for basic stuff, I mean, have a just regular checkups every now and then, just checkups because it's great. it's important. You know, it's important to make sure you're all right. Just get a checkup, mm-hmm. even if everything's cool. I mean, it's good to confirm that you're cool. So yes, I mean, yeah. I think you know in college it's like, oh, I don't have time. Like mm-hmm. again with the exercise thing, you're gonna have time. It's a one time thing. Every you know, I don't know how how many months. Sucks. Let's say uh, let's say every six months. Why? Not? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the average. If you're not feeling, we are not dead. medical professionals. <laughs> yeah, don't take us. Uh, don't take us for for medical professionals. Unsound advice. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, it's not. It's gonna take a few hours of your day. Some some day here or there. Yeah. So it's really beneficial. You should do it. Yes, checkups are good, but especially if you think there is something wrong with you and you're concerned about it, like go alleviate like that stress because it's not good to carry that around and think like you're dying when you're really not or maybe you really are and oh. you got to get it fixed <laughs> again with this you know the stress like mm-hmm. if you're already stressed about different things that can lead to you kind of hurting like getting sick or something just like a stress sickness and then you're stressed about that and why that's happening so it really just piles up if your physical health isn't good then your mental health isn't going to be either all right guys so that brings us to our third segment this one is our two cents this week and we are going to talk about eating well, maybe on a budget, and uh, not overindulging, because I feel like a lot of people do that. So guys, how do you guys eat well? Well, it took me forever to actually start eating well in college, personally. I think your freshman year, you're literally just going to eat what's there, because most people don't want to cook, or they kind of don't know how. Mm -hmm. So that was me. I, I went to the dining hall, which was, you know, it was, it was healthy depending on what you got, so... Uh, not really healthy for me, but what I do now is, um, like I said earlier, I make lunch the night before Mm -hmm. and since I'm on campus most of the time, like all day, um, I'll just have a lunchbox and I'll just eat whatever I brought, which is really nice because then I don't have to spend money every day, which is like a huge thing I'm trying to work on. It's not, you know, spending money every single day, which can really add up. So I think packing lunch is great. Breakfast is easy for me. You can just do cereal or, you know, I think most people, they don't have too much for breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, for dinner, I think when you're at the grocery store, just make sure you don't buy the th- those all the junk food and stuff. Like if you don't buy, you're not going to be able to eat it. Obviously, yeah, don't go shopping when you're hungry because you will buy a lot of stuff that you should not probably be consuming. <laughs> Yo, that is the truth. I mean, even when I go to restaurants, when I'm extra hungry, I'll I'll just buy way more than I need, and yeah. then I I'm just eating. I'm like, wow, I I bought too much stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how you talked about um your freshman year, Kirsten, because my freshman year was uh, surreal, to say the least, when it came to food. Because, uh, you know, my family, we used to hardly go out and eat food. So we'd always like almost always get like home cooking and stuff, which was great. I mean, it was delicious. Yeah. But then, you know, coming to college and then, you know, all around you, you got Chick-fil-A's and Moe's and Panda Express's, Wendy's everywhere. Like, I mean, I went a little too hard with the fast food. You still do. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's better than it used to be. Like, I used to go to Chick-fil-A, like, every day, you know, and I would get the chicken sandwich, large fry, and a milkshake, and I would pour extra salt on the fries. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, I was, a, I was a savage. You should go to the, the doctor, day. Marcus. <laughs> hey, that was freshman like year. I'm, I'm better now. I, I stopped doing that. I can't eat Chick-fil-A anymore. It's, uh, it makes me sick just even thinking about it. Well, that's a good point. A lot of kids... They their parents cooked for them their whole entire lives, and it's, which is really great. And they come here and they're like, "Wait, um, 
but all the stuff is just ready for me. Like if I don't have to cook it and no one's cooking for me, cooking it for me, then I have to go buy food. And that's kind of the mentality of that. True. Even like some families, like they raise their kids on fast food. Like I would say I was very much like a McDonald's kid, which was really bad. Me too. <laughs> and it's like, so when you're in college, you kind of think that's the norm. But eventually I think you get to a certain age where your body kind of tells you like, hey, I'm not doing okay. Like maybe you should eat something green right now. So I think if you kind of like listen to your body, especially when you're not hungry, like we mentioned, then you should like go to the store, buy some veggies, get a salad or like even some fruit or, you know, sometimes meat is good. Stuff like that. Sometimes meat is good. (laughs) Every now and then, you know. (laughs) Not too much. Every now and then. But again, like not too much, like the indulgence thing, like you should do everything in moderation. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I mean, I don't say I eat great. But I will say I eat better. Yeah. I mean, yes. like, I definitely eat better. Like, I just cut a lot of things out of my diet that were just completely mm-hmm. unnecessary. And, like, you know, just made my, you know, my health better. Like, uh, like chips in general. Like, I just stopped eating those. Like, I don't eat Doritos, Lay's, all that stuff. I just stopped eating it. Mm-hmm. And then stuff like sodas, like, just stopped drinking those. And then, like, that's a lot of sugar that you just cut out of your diet. That's, that's a lot of just unnecessary food that you're eating. Mm-hmm. That, um, I mean, that you have space for other stuff now, like better stuff, you know, like salad, (laughs) you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if there's something that you're eating or drinking that is just, you know, it's unnecessary and you could definitely give it up, then just give it up. I mean, there's, I mean, just it's that easy. Mm -hmm. Now, if like, if it's hard, if it's hard for you, then, uh, then try to give it up slowly because they say, well, slow progress is the only way to make progress. But, uh, if there's stuff that you're just doing it because like, oh, what the heck? And you're like, I don't even care about it then it shouldn't be too hard to just stop doing it. They say, this is probably, most people have heard this, but after 30 days of either doing something or not doing something, it becomes a habit. So right. if you challenge yourself, like, all right, 30 days, I'm not going to drink soda. Like, see how it is after the end. Um, it's It just kind of comes down to willpower, which is extremely hard for most of us. Yeah. But especially in college, you know, because a lot of times for your friends, once you go out to eat, or do something which is awesome, you know, can spend time with them. But don't be uncomfortable with saying, I ate, but I can I can just sit with you and we can talk or I can get a water or something. You <laughs> yeah. know, like don't be afraid to be like to say yes but then not order food. Yeah. Or like find a healthier option on the menu. Yeah, for sure. But um on the lines of indulgence, I don't know, I have recently heard this like pretty good advice, although it sounds like such common sense, but it's basically like eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. And I think, obviously, like, everybody thinks, like, of course, yeah, I do that. But I think a lot of people have a hard time telling even when they're hungry and when they're full. Like, people will, like, eat the entire plate of food not thinking, like, wow, my stomach's about to explode. (laughs) And also, like, if you're not hungry, like, maybe you're just bored and you'll, like, grab a snack or something. Like, that's probably not the best thing to be doing. So I think if you learn to recognize when you are hungry and when you are full, you can eat better and eat less. Yeah, like, for example, if you're out buying food, a lot of people are like, well, if I don't eat all of this now, it's going to waste, Mm -hmm. which I totally get, but take it home, or, you know, if if the other person wants to take it home or something, like, don't force yourself to eat it right there just because it's there. You can always eat it later, or, like, you know, you can always do something with it, so don't be like, oh, it's just in front of me, so I'm going to have to eat it. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, for me, there's, like, three different levels of, like, uh, fullness, I guess. Like, there's eating till you're stuffed eating till you're full and then eating till you're satisfied Mm -hmm. so it's like i mean ideally like you want to eat till you're satisfied and you're just not even hungry you know where it's like you're not full but you're just not hungry so you don't really desire food but most of us will eat till at least we're full you know 
and I mean, and that's just, I mean, I don't, I don't blame y'all. I mean, I do the same thing. So, but, uh, I think they say, ideally, you just want to eat till you're satisfied. And then like, it'll force you to eat like more times during the day because you're not just completely full. But then like the more times you're eating just with less portions, it's just healthier for you. I don't know uh, what diet that is, but. But yeah, I, I've heard that where you eat five smaller meals throughout the day instead of like three huge meals. Cause I think a lot of college kids like they they'll like skip breakfast and then be like oh i'll eat so much tonight it's fine going out to dinner and they get in the routine of in their metabolism obviously it's going to go down so i think my lunch thing i'll eat a snack at like 10 and then the sandwich at like noon and just kind of snack throughout the day um and i think once you get in the habit of doing that you'll realize how much better you feel and i think there's a difference between being full from unhealthy food and healthy food Mm -hmm. if i have chick-fil-a i'm full but i also feel kind of like marcus said sick or way down but if i like make myself a salad for dinner i feel really good after that so there's a difference that's very true and i think another thing a lot of people tend to do which i think is personally harmful is like calorie counting stuff like if you're obsessed with that like you probably have some kind of like bigger issue um and i don't think it's like necessary to completely track like every single thing that you consume but it is important to like at least be aware of what you're eating throughout the day like if you know you had like a huge breakfast like you maybe take it easier during like later in the day or like vice versa but I don't know a lot of people will be very specific about what they're eating and I think that can lead to like eating disorders and we were going to relate this back to like mental health stuff like Mm -hmm. there's always like bulimia and like binging and anorexia and all these problems like I don't know. I feel like dietary culture is so harmful and toxic and it can lead to these things. And if you are experiencing that, like you should probably seek help. Well, there's, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but social media accounts just based on anorexia and Mm -hmm. pictures of girls who are anorexic. And, oh, look, if you, it's, the captions are so bad too. It's like, if you don't eat a cookie, you could look like this or I don't know, skinny, what's the quote? Skinny feels better than food or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never heard of that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of young girls find these accounts. You know, their parents don't know, obviously. Their friends don't know. And they just look at it every day. And even if, like, I don't know, it could even start out as, like, harmless. Like, oh, this is kind of a weird account. And then it can evolve into something else where they're actually trying to do it or something. Um, That's a little different than college. But still, like, if you know anyone that you might think has that problem, or if you're going down that route at all, like, I think, Mm kind of going back to, you know, talk to the people around you. Mm -hmm. Especially when at food, I feel... Like, a, like a, your friends are going to try and be there for you. Like, no one wants to see you go through that, you know, so. I mean, what's interesting about anorexia and bulimia and stuff like that is that those are really, uh, I feel like those are more problems that when it comes to helping people, you have to be the one, if, like, if you're the friend of the person, it's more of like a spectator sport when it comes to helping people. Because, like, an anorexic person will look at themselves in the mirror and think that they're fat. Yeah, so it's like they smart. literally cannot even help themselves because they don't see themselves as a problem, you know? Or, like, the problem that they see is not the problem that they actually have. So if you see somebody like that, then it's, like, it's more kind of up to you to help them or to help them get help, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, it's just really interesting. I think that's an issue with, like, any mental health problem. Like, if you know somebody who's going through it, like, honestly, the only person who can, like, help them is themselves. And, like, you can be, like, support for them and encourage them and, like, guide them to different things. But in reality, like, in the end they're the only person who can make the change and, like, better themselves. And that sucks to hear, especially if, like, you care about somebody going through something. But, I mean, that's the reality of it. Like, Mm -hmm. they have to help themselves. So stay healthy, guys. (laughs) Yeah. And if you know people, like, you can help them. But 
again. I like what Marcus said. If, if help them get help. If, yeah. if you feel helpless yourself, you can help them get better help mm-hmm. than what you can offer. Exactly. All right. Well, on that sad note, um, <laughs> we do have a viewer question today whoop, whoop. from Bella P. Bella P. Shout out. What up, girl? <laughs> All right. How do I get rid of a cold I've had for four weeks? Uh-oh, girl. Girl, go to the doctor. Yep. What have we said this whole time? <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> but it's true. Go to the doctor, get some meds. And um, I think maybe uh, if you're a college, well, you're a college student, I'm imagining. But um, if if you're going to school every single day, going to work every single day, that kind of is going to have a toll on how much you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't rest, if you only rest at like your normal sleeping hours, you that's not going to do anything for you. You need to rest more than that. Definitely. More than you usually would. Um, take that airborne. True. Or mucinex. All that stuff I feel like really works. So if you mm-hmm. stick with it, how it directs you to. Yeah, and of course, drink your orange juice and <laughs> chicken noodle soup, all this that is, good like, stuff. really bad advice. But um, <laughs> but yeah, four weeks is a really long time. So definitely go to the doctor. Yeah. Because I feel like this might be bigger than something you could treat anymore. True. Um, I mean, it might not be a cold. It exactly. could be like pneumonia. Like I know that sets in people's lungs for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, like something serious. Nah. That's that's terrible. Sorry, girl. But uh, again, like kind of like a recap of everything we've said. Like you know, sleep, eat healthier. You know, be less stressed. Like stress can cause sickness. <laughs> be less stressed. <laughs> and it's easier said than done. Nah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. And if you're concerned about it, yeah, go to the doctor, girl. I mean, seriously, like they say, stress is the silent killer. I mean, they say, uh, I forget which one it is. Uh, it might be CHD. You might be able to get CHD just from stress. What cancer and some stuff, just coronary heart disease. Oh, dang. Oh, like, wow. you might be able to get, like, coronary heart disease and cancer just from stress. True. I mean, it's just wild, so. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard, but you just got to try to keep the stress levels low mm-hmm. and keep your happiness up. We actually have a coworker who was so stressed that <laughs> she uh, broke out in shingles, and she's, like, pretty young. Seriously? Yeah, and... Again, she didn't seek help, like, to a doctor for a very long time. So by the time she went and figured out what it was, it was, like, too late to really cure it on time. Uh. So she had shingles for, like, three months. Yeah, and she was just about to graduate and stuff, which is obviously very stressful. You don't want to deal with the doctor. But you're going to save yourself so much time and effort if you do it right now instead of waiting for four weeks, Bella. Yep. Um, But seriously... Try, don't just wait it out because, I mean, it depends on how you feel, but a lot of times waiting it out does not lead to anything good. True. In and the it words it. of Shia LaBeouf, just do it! <laughs> so loud. And wash your hands, girl. Like, you could be carrying some more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's assuming that you don't wash your hands. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, do Don't it more. pass it on to anybody be else. Very, no, when you're sick, you have to be very hygienic. Get away from us, basically. <laughs> no. We hope you feel better, Bella. Check yourself out. <laughs> We're so insensitive. No. Yeah, no, make sure you don't you. come anywhere around us. <laughs> I'm just telling her that's a thing. On that note, uh, I think we're done for today, guys. Yeah. We talked about it. Oh, about quick. Hey. Yes. Apple a day keeps the doctor away. Keep that sound of But you need away. to go to the doctor, so don't keep the doctor away. But eat healthy anyway. Eat your greens and your apples. I'm Kels. Nope, I'm not Kels. Kira's <laughs> <laughs> had an identity crisis for a second. No, keep that in there. Keep that in there. Oh my God. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I'm Kirsten. I'm Kelsey. Yeah, it is your boy Marcus. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. All peace. right, peace out.